Tala Falava and welcome to another episode of the Reads with Rossa podcast. I'm your host, Rossa. I'd like to shout out everyone who's been tuning in every week. I really appreciate the love and support. If you are a regular listener on the podcast platforms, don't forget to click the follow button. If you prefer visuals, then head on over to YouTube and check out the video episode. Don't forget to click like and subscribe to the channel. So without further ado, enjoy this week's show. Nisa Bulavinaka, Tala Falava, welcome to the Reads of Rossa podcast. Our guest today is joining us from Dunedin, New Zealand. She is a mother, a business owner, a youth leader, and an educator. Welcome to the show, Tala Ima Pusua Nambalangi. How are you, sis? Oh, thank you so uh, Thank you for, um, I guess, reaching out first and foremost, the invitation to be on here. And then thank you for accommodating the number of times I've had to reschedule um, just to be here. But we're here, uh, feeling good, doing really well. Uh, thank you very much. Um, and I hope you two are there um, doing good as, uh, over there too, sis. Oh, man. Honestly, sis, I know, man, you're a busy mom and you work full time. Like, I'm not even messing with that. So I am so happy. I've been so happy to accommodate you. I've been so nervous because it's like every time I have to, you know, we put it back, I'm like, oh my God, you better not mess up. <laughs> better do good. You gotta do good, Rossa. Anyways, it's not about me. Welcome to the show. I was Thank wondering you. if we could begin with an introduction, if you could just introduce yourself to our audience and listeners. Absolutely. Um, my name is Talai. Um, really just uh, honored to be here um, on Reads of Rosa. Um, I, as Rosa said, I'm currently living in Dunedin. I'm a mom to three. Um, Dunedin is home um, after having uh, sort of growing up um, in other areas in New Zealand. Um, so yeah, been living in Dunedin for 18 years now. Um, it's become our home away from home and um, I look forward to sharing a little bit more about my journey I'm in this uh, Talanoa. That's right, and you know what? Honestly, we we're going to we're going to talk about Dunedin, all right? That's what's up, but not right now. <laughs> First of all, I guess I really just um, wanted to know. I want to know, like, younger. I mean, you're you're still young, but young students, well, high, high school, <laughs> high school Talai. Like, what what was like, Lai? What was what were you like at school? Were you you know, hardworking student, were you into sports, um, which is such a stereotype that they have of us? Um, you know, were you a reader? What kind of student were you? Did you love school or were you kind of like, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I loved school and I think that came from um, having a, um, I mean, my, both my parents were educators um, in Samoa um, and so I really did love school. I um, attended Wherry Central Primary School in, in, in South Auckland. Um, I really enjoyed um, the, the learning where the competitive learning. So um, I was really lucky to have some really cool teachers who would <coughs> take us and, and sort of get us to challenge other classes through whether it was math or, or, or drawing or reading. So um, uh, I really enjoyed that. And into high school, I uh, started my high schooling at Aurere College. Um, and again, I, I really credit my, um, I guess, my enjoyment of school and learning to, to the people that 
um, were sort of um, that I came into contact with. So I've got a number of teachers who um, um, absolutely love and adore us. Uh, some of them I still keep in touch with. So one of them, um, shout out to Junior Ulu, um, who was my fourth form social studies teacher. Um, but I think it was um, the ability to um, relate to the teachers and, 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 you know, the things that they talked about were so familiar to what I was, you know, where we were at. Um, so that made it easier to, uh, once those connections were formed within the classroom, it made it easier to, to enjoy um, what the learning and teaching was, uh, both at primary and high school. So I, um, uh, as you can tell, sports was uh, not my, uh, <laughs> um, but I, I loved reading. I loved reading and I loved math. Um, and again, I really have to say that was really due to my um, dad's influence. You know, growing up, we all hear this. You know, and and he was really involved. And as as busy as he was, um, with in the church, um, you know, my dad was at every single uh, parent-teacher interview. Um, if I got an award, my dad was there at the you know celebration. If I was lucky enough um, to join um, uh, different, I guess, mentoring groups. Um, learning groups, my dad was, he was really involved. So I think that played a huge part in my, um, in, in my love for, for going to school. And so, yeah, that's what it was like. And and I finished high school in, in Wellington at St. Catherine's uh, College. But by that time, um, my parents had returned back to Samoa. So mm. that is where things might've changed slightly for me in terms of, um, just having my dad physically there to to not only walking okay, yeah, but you know just that extra push. Yeah, to... did did you become a rebel or something when you went to Wellington? Were you? Nah, like... <laughs> I wish I had a cool story uh, to tell, but nah, it was just you know um, just that you know a traditional failure um, turn off the TV um, yeah. kind of thing. So yeah, so that that's a sort of how. Um, my learning early years and learning shape shape for me you know it's so interesting that you mention uh the influence you know uh, the impact your teachers had on you and your love for learning because i guess my question is uh you in south auckland the schools that you were at were you seeing uh pacifica teachers uh or were or, do you know what i mean or was it just yeah. just yeah. Passionate teachers, it didn't really, you know, not necessarily Pacifica. Um, so I'd say in primary school, um, I don't recall a lot of, uh, I guess, specific teachers, mm. but I think it was the way certain teachers engage with us, with, with Pacific students or Pacific children. I think that's what stood out. Um, but when I did get to high school, um, especially out of college, um, uh, you could definitely you, you saw a lot more um, Pacific teachers and and you know that 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 really um, uh, I guess you know as, as someone just starting out in high school when you're was it third form so that's year nine now mm. um, you know that's a big jump from from intermediate to to high school and, and being able to see teachers that um, reflect not only uh, what you look like how you speak but also what your values and, and what you've grown up with. So the things that you're hearing at home, you're seeing those, those the very same things um, 
expressed through the way they talk, but also the way they interact with you in the classroom. So, yeah, it wasn't probably wasn't until high school where you started to see um, not near as nearly as many as non-Pacific teachers, mm. but certainly there were one or two there. Um, so your dad was a, a minister. Uh, he was yep. serving in the Methodist Church. Yeah. Um, you know, what are your memories as a youngster growing up in the, you know, coming through church and um, yeah. being a, you know, being a Fefe Owl's daughter? Um, yeah, what was that like for you? Oh, I, it's funny. My whole childhood and probably youth years, um, the way we lived and, and the things that we uh, we did or, you know, the time of the year, it was according to our church calendar. Mm. So, you know, we, we knew what the start of the year looked like, what it felt like, that Easter was, was coming up and we knew what happened there, the drill, was, <laughs> the Easter plays and yeah. the practices and then, um, you know, our simoki or sort of like yeah. ulenga combines and, and then the conference and everything that uh, happens in the lead up to our, our, our annual church conference. And then, you know, after conferences, what Sunday is around the corner, then it's the whanga me or the whanga kaulanga. Yeah, and like before you know it's Christmas <laughs> and you're back to learning all these uh, nativity plays. And um, But, you know, at the time, you never realised that's how your life was. Yeah. Um, so, um, and, I, and I really enjoyed it. And, you know, mm. so my dad was a, yeah, he, him and my mum were um, uh, pastors in the Samoan Methodist Church. And I'm really grateful for that, um, my upbringing, because it's allowed me to, you know, so my parents served in Wellington, um, then at churches in South Auckland, uh, mm. before returning back to Samoa. And because of those, because of their work, um, you know, my siblings and I have been, I guess even our extended family have been able to um, uh, have this extended church family um, mm. everywhere we've gone. And so it doesn't matter how many years it's been since we've last seen these people for, you know, every time we see them, there's that instant connection because for us at that point in our lives, they were home for us. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just the physical church building or the, or the hour. it was the mm. people that were our home at various points in our lives. So, um, and we're truly grateful. So we, you know, uh, we'll, we'll go somewhere, we'll meet someone and, you know, make that connection um, uh, when we find out where they're from and, you know, what church go to and um, I think it's a truly a beautiful thing and um, so every seven years we had to move um, that's right and, and that's that right. was a that transition was a bit um, it was it was it was a little bit hard um, not only for us in the relationships we had made uh, with our church family but also um, as a family you know so when it got to a point where I was just I had just started high school my parents were um, uh, posted back to Samoa from Auckland, you know, and without any discussion, my parents had made the decision that I would stay uh, with my siblings in New Zealand to, to finish mm. high school. I was in uh, fourth form, so that was, uh, what is that, year 10. year 10. Yeah, so it was a it was a tough time for me because, you know, you're just, just started high school, you're just trying to figure out what that feels like and looks like. Mm. And then you go tell your parents I'm moving to So um, yeah, those. Are, but other than that, um, yeah, I'm so grateful for for the upbringing that I've had, and it's it's those. Um, I guess what I would call 
our monthly or our, our rhythms according to the church calendar are kind of things that I try to keep within, you know, now having my own small family as well. So my kids know that, you know, what Sunday is October, you know, during those school <laughs> holidays. Um, they know what happens in Christmas. Um, they know about Mangwao. Um, so, yeah, as, as best as I can, I'm trying to maintain those, those um, I guess, those traditions that I have been so fortunate to have uh, growing up in the Methodist church. Man, that's so cool. Um, for those of for our listeners who don't know what White Sunday is, because we're actually at those holidays right now. Well, not me, because I live here, but you guys, <laughs> you there guys, guys you who guys. are still having yes. So you're right now um, in those school holidays that fall on White Sunday. So could you just share a little bit about what White Sunday is for um, for people who have no idea? They're yes. probably going white. What and is that? <laughs> I, I can see how that would have sounded now. Yeah, <laughs> like... um, absolutely. So White Sunday is an, is an annual day, a, a Sunday um, especially dedicated to children, children of Samoa everywhere. Um, and uh, we celebrate it through a uh, services where the children uh, sing, recite Bible verses, uh, do skits, plays, um, uh, traumatizing. Uh, <laughs> I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that. Situation <laughs> is like, um, but also just it's, it's, I guess for me, my understanding is that um, our children are, are, you know, they are absolute treasures within our Samoan context. So that is one way we um, celebrate them. Um, and acknowledge them, you know, and what the role that they play within our, our families and within our lives. So, um, yeah, and it happens uh, in October, I think, for, for most um, most churches. And it's, you know, where we're seeing um, the latest shoes, the new latest Tasty designs, um, uh, which businesses can get the most uh, White Sunday line out in time. And it's, it's truly a... I mean, we laugh about it now, right, Rosa? <laughs> yes, sis. We're we getting the eyes. It you know, it's, it's so funny that you, how I'm laughing because how you're talking about the latest shoes. Man, you know, it's just bringing back scary memories. Like, I, like now I'm looking back going, man, I was really, really not good because I remember we would go and my mom, she would have this idea, you know, we're on this budget this is the type of shoe you're going to get. But for some reason, now I'm thinking back and I'm going, why was I trying to get high heels at 10 years old? <laughs> why? <laughs> so now you're talking, you, you're talking about it and I'm going, oh my God, I was that kid. Like, but yeah, you know, like it was the latest, you know, just the nice ballet that, and then the, the plastic ballet became fresh flowered, headband, yeah. you know, so yeah. ballet being the headband and then it became fresh flowers and then it became like, Cook Islandish looking flowers, yeah. Um, yeah. but it was almost like um, this competition, like who had the nicest dress. And um, you know, my mum's best friend, actually to this day, is still her best friend of over forty years. Um, wow. You know, her best friend from when she first came from Samoa to New Zealand. She, her best friend, used to make my dress uh, when <sighs> I was little. And you know, I think at the time, you know, because then we had to go over try the dress, do the whole parade. Yeah. 
And at yeah. the time, it used to be like, I'll oh, cringe. But now when I look back, I'm like, oh, man, I'm so grateful, yeah. you know, that my mom had this friend who always made really um, different styles, right? Like, I was so fuck my guy. I'm like, no, I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, um, yeah, man, White Sunday, White Sunday. You know what they say, sis? They're like, White Sunday, like, that's why we're all such great actors and actresses. Just kidding. Oh, <laughs> that's our first exposure to the stage, right? <coughs> Funny. You know? So, um, <laughs> I, I, um, one of the, and I'm sure we'll get to that, but uh, when I first had to uh, deliver some workshops here at uni, I had to be really creative in, in how I was going to. So, you know, one of the activities, and we were talking about, I guess, specific migration patterns and, and how they impact health. So I got my class, I said to them, look, I'm gonna do this how I was brought up. We're gonna do White Sunday. So <laughs> each group is gonna have to come up with a skit, a song, um, to, to you know deliver their message. And it was it was a it was hilarious. But we had a lot of non-Pacific students in that class. And you know they were getting out of their comfort zone, but they really enjoyed the experience, you know. And I guess my take-home message was, um, you just got to be ready when you get told <laughs> you got the solo. Um, if you didn't yeah, get the solo, yeah. yeah. So um, it's just, you know, I think about it now in hindsight, how those those things that really shaped and molded my my life have, you know, um, you know, at the time we're like, I already summer school. This is not going to get us a job. But yeah, actually, right. <laughs> the, the things that we did has now helped me in my in my job. So, Just yeah, so White Jesus. Sunday. White Sunday, uh, being a youth leader, uh, going to choir practice, yeah. you know, like doing creative, you know, Siva Fatlianganga, creative dancing. I mean, yeah. all of that. Um, like at the time, you know, not just White Sunday, but Gauvanga Okalavo. Yeah you know, Bulenga things, it was always like, we we're always on the go, you know, yeah. and I'm, yeah. I'm listening to you and a lot of what you're saying resonates with me because I'm like, yes, it was That's like this cool. calendar of yeah. events where you're on the go. So, you yeah. know, this is what you're doing at this time of the year. And especially White Sunday, you know, during the holidays, it'll be like, okay, July holidays, it's the holiday program at church. And, yeah. and then October is White Sunday practice yeah. at church. Yeah. And yeah. so teachers, I remember <coughs> teachers, at school, they always used to ask, oh, why is it that a lot of Samoan kids aren't coming on the Monday? And it's like, because we just had school holidays for two weeks and it wasn't even a holiday because we were practicing for White Sunday. So I think, you know, teachers, and then once becoming a teacher, you know, teachers were beginning to understand, oh, the Monday after White Sunday, you know, a lot of kids yeah. will be missing. <laughs> yeah, that's just an undeclared public holiday yeah. for some. <laughs> oh man that's hilarious um and so you know thinking about mom and dad you know what what are some words of wisdom that you can remember them uh giving you whether as a youngster or maybe in your teen years or even <clears throat> you know later on that you still hold close to you uh today especially you know now that you got your young family there like yeah. Um, so, I mean, my mom, um, so my dad passed away, um, uh, gosh, eight, eight, nine years ago. Um, so, but my mom, she, she's, she's um, still in Samoa. So, um, 
Gee, we're, we're hearing every week. <laughs> um, <laughs> but with my dad, um, he, I think, he was a quite a, a, a straight shooter, in, mm. um, but he had this um, this real beautiful label of love, which which I know so many people um, were able to you know benefit from in terms of his teachings. And so, mm. you know, he, because he was a, a straight shooter, if there was ever anything that needed to be done, or if we were considering or contemplating, you know, something, and I know I saw it a lot with my older brothers when they had to make decisions around, you know, the, the education or, or taking up uh, opportunities. Um, you know, things that along, something along these lines, he would say things like, you know, you know, oh, if I just do it, just do it and you can do it. If, if, if it's landed on you or if somebody's asked you, obviously um, it means that they think you can do it. So, so don't, don't, don't think about it. Don't, don't, don't take too much time, just go and do it. And so, you know, he was a proud Savaian man <laughs> to to the very end, and so he would always say this. He and I, I've mentioned this in another um, forum. I was able to share a story with, and that was he would constantly say, You know, Savai are not afraid. They 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 have no fear, and so that was a kind of a like uh, uh, <laughs> when when we were younger, like. Yeah, okay, you just, everybody from Savai says that, that people from Savai are scared, but now I've really channeled that into actually, yeah, we're not just people from Savai, but Samoans. We, we are go-getters, we're trailblazers, um, and, and I think I share those things with my kids, probably not the young ones, but the older one now. You know, when she's thinking about doing something at school, I, you know, I always say, not exactly the, the same words, but... If, if if somebody's asked you, then they obviously they think that you can do you can do it and you can do it really well. So, um, you know those those words echo every day in my mind when you know, especially living so far from family, mm. um, just you know having confidence and um, and my dad was his life was music, and so um, every day in our household uh, we are either singing someone's got music on um, and it would be a really weird time in our house if we don't hear music and I think that comes from just how we grew up the other thing my dad you know these words was like <laughs> 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 and, and so you know just those little things that you know as an adult you know I think back to just how much I, I probably took for granted those words, um, but for me, I've sort of interpreted that to, you know, what needs to be done now. Don't don't mm -hmm. focus on tomorrow or whatever's happened in the past. Um, what's happening now? Focus your energy and time on that. So, yeah, my dad. You know, everyone says their dad is the greatest of all time. <laughs> yeah, my my dad was cool and. Um, just recently, I've been watching some uh, video clips of him um, conducting choirs and that some family have sent through. And, um, you know, those are really, I've really appreciated that because over time, um, you know, you, you don't want to forget what they sound like or look like or their mannerisms when they're in their zone. So, um, yeah, just being able to see that um, my dad and in, in, in doing what he absolutely loved. Um, besides roasting the choir, <laughs> is, is, um, so yeah, my mum is a 
I think now she's constantly reminding us of, of things my dad would have said um, oh, whenever we uh, sort of just, I guess, going through some challenges. Um, she constantly, that's her point of reference now, which is which is really nice. Um, and, you know, it's oh, nice to know that we're always on the same page and, and she she knows how much of a influence he had in our lives and how much we absolutely love and adore our dad. So it's nice that she's reminding us of things that we tend to forget, you know. And so uh, through her, who is still hearing his, his, his voice and his words of encouragement, Oh, <laughs> that is beautiful. Um, you mentioned music. Are you do you, are you a musician? Do you play the yes. piano, or are you like a beast as soprano or the bass? I don't know. Tenor. Uh, those genes uh, must me. <laughs> but but yeah, my my dad was a he was a he was a music. Music was his life, so you know one of the things that he did in his ministry was was choir, wow. and, and so my one of well, both my brothers um, play the piano, uh, but one has continued, and so he plays um, piano for his church choir. Um, yeah, and then the rest of us were like, mm, <laughs> "What talents do we get?" <laughs> but, but you must be the singers, right? You got to be the singers, yeah. Well, you come know, on, come on, everybody needs a Beyonce. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think because of that, you know, we grew up like his We, you were not allowed to miss choir practice. Yeah. And so because of that, we, you know, we enjoy singing and there's nothing like, nothing quite like being here in Dunedin and, um, or even going to church and, and the song is, they, they say, you know, uh, this is the hymn we're singing, and then yeah. it starts playing, and it just takes you back to a yeah. time, whether it was just having look at home with our parents, um, or whether it was a that or a song that we had learnt um, during choir practice. And I, you know, we're not, I'm not doing that with my kids, um, one song at a time. <laughs> so, um, yeah, music is um, very much part of. Um, that upbringing, not only for me, but all my siblings, and they'll they'll um, absolutely um, attest to that. And, and even though we're not, uh, you know, amazing singers, um, <laughs> we, you know, singing um, music, church music, our Methodist hymns are um, they're very much part of our lives. Man, I'm gonna go and ask all the Otago people after this because I feel like you're like secretly the the Von Trapp family. <laughs> I'm like, oh. I need to, I need to go and find out after this if you're telling I, the truth. Yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> Man, that is um, <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, I love it. Man, a lot of what you're sharing just resonates with me so much. Thinking That's about my parents as well. That is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's, I want to talk about Va'atotei. Um, I want to talk about Pacific um, what is, oh, uh, Health Sciences at Otago, right? Which is uh, the faculty that you work in. Did I say that right? Am I so making this up? Can you tell us a little bit about this program? Um, you know, as an educator, um, I when I look at like health sciences, I know there's a lot of uh, Pacifica kids that go into that. Um, what is it about the health sciences that gets a lot of interest from our uh, Pacifica students, do you think? Yeah, uh, absolutely. So um, 
the place I currently work for is, is um, so I'm at the University of Otago and uh, we have four divisions. Mm. Uh, one of those divisions is, is the Health Science Division and within that division we have now a new, uh, not quite a department but a, a, an entity and so we are a Pacific Health entity and our, our, the name of our um, guest space or our centre is Va'aotautari uh, Centre mm. for Pacific Health. So within this entity we um, a run support programs for all our Pacific students. Um, we also have a sort of strategic office and they look after all our engagement, not only here with um, uh, various stakeholders in New Zealand, but also engagement within the Pacific region. So we have a number of MOUs with, with different um, universities and organisations within the Pacific. But then we also have um, a research and teaching space, which is where I'm in, in, in really enjoying um, and so uh, I guess Pacific students have been coming to Otago uh, to study the different health professional programs. Um, we're the only university that offer a, uh, a dentistry. Um, that's so right. that's probably yeah. one of the reasons why mm -hmm. lots of students come down here. Um, uh, lots of students also um, come down with the um, aim of uh, studying medicine. Mm. I think there's a there's there's a few factors to that. Um, so you know we offer really good support to our Pacific students who come down to to study health sciences and the different um, health programs. Um, but also it's the learning experience that they get by being at Otago. Um, we've had heard a number of students you know mm. just say that when you are at uh, when you're studying at Otago in Dunedin your life 24 seven is just a student. And so what's happened is all the things that I've talked about, you know, that about um, re relating to the church calendar, uh, all those sort of things are removed because now they're just a student. So, and, and some students um, that, that works really well for them, um, off the bat, they can transition into that, to that, uh, I guess, student life very well and easily. Um, but a lot of our students, <laughs> And I was probably one of those students who struggled from going to that life, you know, um, got youth, got choir, yeah. church practice, then we've got my dad's village stuff, my mum's family stuff, coming to Dunedin where your only job is to study. Um, there's nothing else that you need to do or are expected to do but to study, but also enjoy your, your, your studies and your learning experience. So I think that is a lot of the uh, it has a lot to do with why Pacific students choose to study um, here at Otago. Um, so our division probably have the largest number of Pacific students um, mm. in comparison to the other divisions. Um, and so we've had, we gosh, we've Otago has produced um, some amazing um, health mm. professionals, dentists, physios, pharmacists, uh, doctors, but also some amazing uh, researchers as well. So. I'm very fortunate to be able to be in the space. You know, coming from a humanities background, mm. I never uh, envisioned or imagined that I would be working in health science. But, you know, I think um, it's amazing how God orchestrates your life. Um, and so I think I've been placed there for a reason and I'm really enjoying it and I'm really enjoying exploring and what I can do um, for the students that I work with or, you know, engage with. Um, drawing on my lived experience, drawing on my um, academic experience, 
um, but also just my love for my community in this place, Dunedin. Um, it's truly a special, uh, it's a really cool little city, as you would have seen in the Tuai Manu video. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, but that's where I am. Um, that's where I'm uh, based, and honestly, Rosa, it's not just as a, so, so my role is um, I teach the Pacific and Global Health major, which comes under the Bachelor of Health Sciences degree. Mm. Um, I've also had the privilege of being in student support before I took on this role, and as, as well as um, knowing that you are a part of the learning journey for these students, the relationships that you you get from meeting the families when they first mm -hmm. arrive and, and just you know being in touch for however many years that the students are here is is um, you know you you can't put a value on that um, and so um, both um, my husband and I um, have been so fortunate to be in this space and um, just you know truly realizing that this is something that we probably came to Dunedin um, for in the first place, and that is to really mm. support our students. Um, and it's so amazing to see them just grow and also, you know, seeing their parents on graduation day. And mm. uh, man, this you can't explain or describe that feeling. So um, yeah, so that that's a bit about, I guess, Pacific Health here at Otago. Mm. Um, we're still growing. Uh, we're still developing and we have an amazing team. So we, mm. our director is Faumuna um, Fafite uh, student herself. And, you know, she talks to us a lot about, you know, so she was a 50L's daughter and she, mm. I think that's where we can relate and connect with her. And she came over for a scholarship, um, you know, uh, completed her medical training. Um, she's a public health um, physician um, and she's gone through her own challenges. And so having her as the person sort of um, directing and leading our team, it just, um, it's so fit for purpose. Everything that she's gone through, um, bringing us in who are much younger, but also what we want to achieve for our, not just our students, but essentially this is, we're trying to achieve this for our whole um, our Pacifica community, not only here in New Zealand, but also in the region. Just in case no one knows, you know, <laughs> Just you know, just shouting it out. And and that too, you know, take your place in the world. I know that's not the motto anymore, but still take your place in the world. Man, um man, it's so exciting to I mean, even just listening to you, I can feel your passion. I'm really <laughs> feeling your excitement just in the job that you're doing, you know, as an educator, you know, shaping the lives of these young people, our young people, right, who have, for many of them, come from miles away, you know, so far away to come to Otago. And, like, I know, like, even with my brother, you know, as a student, they're just, everyone embraces you. And and I know that even when we come to visit, you know, we'd come to visit and my parents just see how he is supported and looked after. And I know it's not just him, like, I feel everyone that comes to Dunedin as a student feels that way you know and it's yeah. I'm just listening to you with just so much pride <laughs> that is awesome sis. <laughs> so much pride in that um so with, that, with so many highlights um and joys in the job 
what have you know what have been some of the challenges for you like as an educator what are some of the challenges that you've experienced um i guess um you know we being in a institution such as otago um um, it's. It, I think the biggest challenge is um, trying to be Pacific in a non-Pacific institution, and we. I guess we're really um, lucky that you know we have some amazing champions within the university who are uh, really supportive um, of of all things Pacific. Um, I mean, we even have a Pacific strategic framework. Um, wow. that, you know, that, that's our, that's our, what is it? You, you know, everything that we do, we, we reference, that's our point of reference. So um, that, that's been a little bit hard is um, sometimes being not outright questioned, but you can feel that, you know, there's a lot of hesitant uh, or a little bit of um, pushback in terms of or why, why do we need to worry about Pacific mm. health? You know, as we say, it's uh, even though our we specifically focus on Pacific health, we are also very much part of this country. So mm. if, when we're not focusing, if we're not going to lift up um, uh, Pacific, it means that we're forgetting a, a certain population within our New Zealand uh, country. So other than that, there haven't been uh, many challenges. Uh, I'm, I guess I'm lucky to say that we've had more uh, positives um, uh, in comparison to, to I guess, challenges. Um, we've had a lot of challenges. If anything, they've been really learning uh, curves and, and stepping stones to, to, to the work that we really want to achieve. Um, yeah, so I, I think, yeah, really lucky that, that that's how it's been. Um, but I do speak on my behalf. There might be other people in the uni thinking, um, <laughs> where is that happening? <laughs> But I guess, yeah, I guess in your, your faculty, we're all good. Yeah. We're all good. Like, um, yeah. You know, hey, guys. Um, yeah. <laughs> everyone's going to be like, let's quote her. Let's quote her. <laughs> okay, so you've mentioned Dunedin. And, you know, I know it holds a special place in so many people's hearts. Like, people I know, they're like Dunedin. It's just, like, I feel like there are so many misconceptions about Dunedin. You know, like. <laughs> What are some of these misconceptions that people have about Dunedin? What are, what's, you know, what are the misconceptions and stereotypes that the rest of New Zealand have about Dunedin? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I think, you know, when people talk about Dunedin, they automatically think university students, mm. Scaffy, that mm. it's one big party place here, mm. um, which is not true. Um, uh, and I guess it depends on who you're talking to as well. <laughs> um, but also that it's so far and it's so cold. Um, I would just like to state that Dunedin is only cold for about three or four months of the year. Yeah. The other seven or eight, we're all good. Yeah, um, Dana Stana. <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, you know this idea that it's really far, and I think this is probably a mis, uh, misconception within our Pacific communities that it's really far. Mm. And um, it's actually a it's a, not a not quite a two hour plane ride, but it's it's closer than you know most people think. Mm. Um, and and look, it's 
scarfies are known for being, you know, for partying. And it, that's never going to change. But it's, it's not something that they're doing all year round. Um, it's just when they do, you know, uh, they do party up. And, and, and that's been going on for generations. And I, I think that won't change anytime soon. But, you know, you have to, I wish the media would catch the university during exam period when it's dead quiet. Um, and, you know, students know when it's time to, to, to mm. grind and to uh, get to work, they do. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's it's really fascinating how the city itself has embraced the student culture. So uh, during what we would call orientation week, even signs on the shops are trying to, you know, align with, with students. <laughs> You know, got these sales according to the students, you know, the target parties. And so it's, um, you know, it really is a student city. And, and um, uh, Dunedin is a pretty cool little city. Um, and the thing, the beauty of Dunedin, and I'm speaking about our Pacifica students, is that when our Pacifica students arrive, um, they everybody just becomes equal, um, regardless of, 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 where you come from, what you come from, when you're here, you are a student who's just trying to do their best, study, uh, graduate, and, and do well for themselves and their family. And I think that's why um, students are so, there's such a close-knit Pacifica community here on campus, because everybody knows so we're all in this together, we're all on the same boat. Um, and so that, that makes the city a little bit more, more special. And um, it's a beautiful thing to see the Samoan community when they find out that there's a student that's arrived that they is either from a neighboring village or, you know, is from a village that their partner or, you know, there's always this connection somehow. And without question, you know, the Samoan community just steps in. And I guess the, all the uh, different Pacifica communities here, they step in and, and rally and, and adopt that student even if the mm. student them to and you know they become their um support system for the next three or four years during that journey so i think that's what makes makes this place mm. did you ever think that um you would be raising your family there like did you ever imagine that you know years later you and eric would be there still you know like oh. you know it's just being in the community being amongst it um yeah, did you ever imagine that or think that would happen? Not in a million years. In fact, when I was a student, I really hated this place. <laughs> you were like, I just want to get out of here, graduate, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And I just, you know, I just wanted to leave. And 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 here I am, 19 years later, still here in Dunedin, and I don't think we'd live anywhere else um in New Zealand. So yeah, never and never thought that this um uh, was going to be the place where I would set up, you know, have my family. But like I said, you know, God doesn't know about your plans. He already had a plan <laughs> arrived. So, um, yeah, and I'm really thankful, truly grateful that, that um, uh, we have now we've decided to stay here. And, you know, a lot of my uni friends, they, they often laugh and make fun of me that I haven't left. <laughs> um, yeah, I really couldn't see um, us leaving anytime soon. Um, you know, and you know, when Eric arrived to New Zealand, you know, most people come and they stay in Auckland. Mm. Eric came straight to Dunedin, so <laughs> after some years he went to Auckland for the first time. So, 
Wow. Yeah. So for all he knows, this is this is his first, um, uh, you know, experience of New Zealand was was in the South Island. Great experience. Yeah. But you know, I tell them uh, usually people go to Auckland first and then they make their way down. You know, <laughs> that is funny. Um. So if you could, uh, let's um. If you, I mean, you mentioned you wouldn't want to live anywhere outside of the anywhere else in New Zealand. So if you could live with your family overseas, anywhere, like I don't know, say you retire, whatever, where where would you like to go? Where would you a dream, dream destination? Where would you go? Oh my goodness, I oh I haven't really I never really thought about that. I think. While my mum is, is is still well and alive, we've always just you know defaulted to would go back to Samoa. Mm. I you know go back to my dad's uh, words of encouragement and, and you know having courage. Um, I, I would go anywhere, um, mm. provided that um, I truly felt like that place was going to uh, benefit myself and my family. And it was going to give us a real good learning experience that um, that my kids could, you know, uh, look back on and really appreciate. But I think for now, it'd probably be uh, back to Samoa. Hmm. That's cool. Um, you're a small business owner. You're a business owner. Maikana. Wait, Maikana. Did I say yeah. that right? Yes. Yeah. How did you come up with the name? Can you share a little bit about your business? Because... Oh my gosh, I feel like I need to take some photos and then when we edit, I'm going to throw it in there. It's amazing. Honestly, sis, you know what you do is, it's amazing. So oh, beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Now, so my kana is, you know, this really relates to our journey, um, me and uh, Eric's journey here. And uh, so so what we do is we um, provide uh, raising tables and grazing platter services which I know isn't everybody's cup of tea, but people in Dunedin like it, so I'm, I'm going with it. Um, and so the name Maikana is, is Maikana in Fijian uh, means to come and eat. Mm. And so for the longest time um, as students, uh, it's something that I'd always hear Eric say. Um, and even if we were just having like a cup of tea and, and, and some, you know, those cabin bread biscuits, the Masi Saramoa. Yum! <laughs> somebody happened to to walk into our flat. It, it was my kana, my kana, like, come and eat, join us. Mm. And so when we were thinking about um, a, a name for the business, and the business, it was something we were already doing. And it wasn't until a colleague of mine made the suggestion, you know, help it turn into a business. And I don't come from a family of business owners. Uh, we don't have this entrepreneur background or mentality, but, you know, tried it out, found that there was a, a, a niche here in Dunedin um, and I was really focusing on my community. And so so I've had, uh, we've had amazing support from our community in, in growing this business. Um, and so, yeah, we thought about, you know, as students, what my kana really meant for us in terms of, you know, we are all broke students. We we have to wait <laughs> to get paid or when our, our student loan flicks through. Um, so we were we shared whatever we had. Um and and it didn't matter, it didn't matter what that was and what that looked like. So when we thought about, you know, what were our what were the things that were going to shape or um 
uh, I guess, guide the way we did this business and that we went we went back to that that time in our lives as students. And so we thought of the values that we really wanted to make sure that our business represented and that was around family, community, um, this practice of, of, of coming together around food. And so that's how we've taken Maikana and, and made it a business. And so when we do uh, provide our services, whether it's a table uh, for 20 or a table for 100, um, we, we really make sure that it's, it does what, it, what we said we wanted to do, but it does, it creates that feeling and, and environment for our customers the same way it did when we were just sharing tea or, or whatever it was as students. So, um, yeah, and it was a, it, it's, we've, it's been received really well. Um, and it's in fact gone outside of our community. Um, we've had um, we have some uh, really supportive um, businesses and other organisations who use our services. So, yeah, as a business owner, <laughs> we're still learning how to do this. Um, but I guess we've always said, look, if, as long as um, we never uh, stray from what the true meaning of my kana is, then you know everything else we can learn and make sure that we're. Uh, uh, following uh, proper guidelines as you know according to um, uh, you know registration and all that mm. but as, long as we uh, continue to serve our community in, in the way that we wanted my kind of to then, then I think we're, we're all good if we start to feel like that's not happening anymore anymore then we have said to ourselves me and Eric have said you know then we need to stop pause um, go back and, and, and try to understand why um, mm. So that we're, I think that's about creating some accountability, but also boundaries for ourselves so that we're not mm. falling over the lines that we've, you know, placed to ensure that our, you know, our business is doing what we said was going to do. So, yeah. And, and so my kind of, that's, that's what it was. It was just constantly hearing Eric say my kind of all the time to, um, you know, it was either being, it was either asking them as a question or, um, an instruction or demanding, like make kind of like. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's how our business was born um, mm. from those times in our lives as students. That's so special, and I really love what I like seeing is when you're doing it in partnership with another small business, you yeah. know, like another local business or just other, you know, local community people. Like I yeah. love seeing it. It's so beautiful, and honestly. I don't think any anyone can do grazing. Like I just think some people have it <laughs> and some people don't. <laughs> and, like, and I honestly, man, I just look at them like, man, it just looks so beautiful, too beautiful to eat, perhaps. I don't know. It just looks I'm always in awe of your oh, <laughs> thank you, sis. I, like I, I think, you know, I, I know that there are lots of people that can do it, and that that's awesome. Mm. But I think when we started it, it was um also around, um, you know, as a mum, constantly having these kids' birthday parties. And I was really struggling to, um, you know, be the hostess with the mostest. But at the same time, you know, I'm a, I guess I'm a control freak when it comes to organising events. And so, you know, I, that was becoming really difficult. So I thought, you know, if I could take that stress away from mums or parents uh, when they're doing, you know, having these events, um, then that might be something to really explore. And so, um, yeah, I've had mums and dads, um, you know, just be really, I guess, really happy that their 
that there's something like that in Dunedin where they can just focus on inviting people and talking to people and someone else comes in and does that. So mm. that was the other reason for, um, you know, okay, let's let's make this, let's get serious. Let's let's make this business. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's 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 and now we have reached not only parents, you know, that was the reason why I started out. Right. The number of 21st parties that I've had to go and set up in some student flats is, um, has been interesting. Um, we've done a wedding, we've done a 50th birthday, we've done, oh. we've done a church ball. Um, and, you know, ask me five years ago if I thought this is what, you know, what my life was going to be like. And, and absolutely not. But I do. I, I really just, I really honor God for, for what he's done and what he, you know, how this plan that is slowly unfolding um, for me and my family. You're so courageous. Just taking your dad's words and going with it. So <laughs> courageous. And you must be super patient because I, man, I would be like, I quit. <laughs> I was like, nah, man, people are making me so angry right now. I can't do this. Um, I want to talk about your team. Do you have a team? Uh, you know, because man, the way I see it, I'm always wondering, does she have a team? Does she do this on her own? You know, yeah. Um, so yeah, funny, I always say team when I post on our um, Instagram. <laughs> Sorry, <business>. workers, <laughs> slaves. <that's... laughs> say it. <laughs> you know that someone concept of, you know, family. family um, yeah. no, so a lot of the time, it's just me and depending on how big you know the 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 order is 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 just me, my eleven year old, <laughs> and um and now we have um a uh, family friend who, um she was just just babysitting my kids at first, and then I was like, do you want to come help <laughs> set up some tables? Wow. And so um and because I have you know a little bit of OCD when it comes to events <laughs> and presentation, you know you know um um. This, this family friend of ours, their daughter, um, she knows exactly how I work and think. So, yeah. you know, I, 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 the way I operate is if I, I can't do it if I'm spending a lot of time showing you how to do something. Yeah. I mean, where she just, she knows, she knows the drill and, and yeah. she's, she's awesome. And so it's usually just me, her, and my living world. Wow. <laughs> that is hard work, man. <laughs> Sis, it's just, wow. If it's just that smaller team. Man, it's amazing, um, you know, and I, I just, I can't wait till you're like, it's all over New Zealand. <laughs> it's just, it's amazing. It's so amazing just to see, you know, just a small business flourish. And I love, you know, I love how you're talking about values. And I mean, oh, that is very inspirational, sis. Oh, but thank you for still. I have to, I have to give a shout out though to um, Reese of Nisian Bikes in Auckland. Um, I was following her page even before I started, you know, even made this a thought into running my own business. And, and, and you know, she is just, she is amazing at what she does. And she does the same thing, grazing tables and, and platters. And um, uh, so she's been a true inspiration. So I am constantly watching what she does and learning from her, messaging her here and there. And she's, um, you know, just, you know, now, you know, now in, in this day and age, uh, you know, you might find some businesses who are not as as, as forthcoming in terms of right. sharing. Um, it's and, like everything's a secret, huh? 
Yeah, so I really appreciated um, Reese from Legion Bites. Um, even just her small like um, comments on, on the things I do, just, just truly um, uplifting. So I have to give her a shout out because it was, it was really her uh, business that really um, encouraged me to, and she's a mum too, and I know mm -hmm. she, she works full time, and I thought, oh, you can do it. So, you, you know, can do it. It's, it's possible. So it's hard work, but, you know, it's, it's, it can be done. So, yeah. Okay, I'll definitely tag her in this so she knows you know give a shout out that's cool man that is so cool i love that respect um so earlier this year um you completed your malo fear journey you got your malo done um i remember my brother mentioned it and then he had mentioned you were preparing for it and then all of a sudden i was like did she finish already i so missed that i missed it well, you know, I was like, did I not see the story? What was going on? Can you tell us a little bit about your journey? Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, I have to, I have to say that growing up with with my parents in in the Methodist church, um, you know, getting tattoos wasn't always something that we openly discussed. Mm. Um, and so, you know, I guess the first tattoo I got was a a, a vai and so. Um, it took a lot of persuading for my dad to say yes. You know, at 23 years of age, I had to ask my dad for permission. But, um, you know, so he said, yeah, okay, go do it. So I finally got it. And then, you know, I've always admired just how beautiful the Lai is on, on our, our Samoan woman. And so it's something that I've always thought about um, and, and probably hasn't, uh, I guess didn't become something that I really wanted to do uh, probably until I started having my kids mm. and I think the reason for that was um, you know and people will interpret the malu in their own way and, and their reasons for doing it but I for me it was really coming to realize what my role was as, as a mum as a wife but more so as a mum and, and what my job was in terms of you know um, providing for my family, um, ensuring that my kids, you know, had, had a life where they were um, uh, not only secure, but they were, I was teaching them the things that I grew up with and just making sure that they become, you know, just, just, just really good human beings, like really nice people. And so as part of that, um, uh, you know, I think that really, um, motivated me, encouraged, and, and made me want to get the money even more. And so, you know, unfortunately, so because of COVID, I postponed it um, mm. once or twice. And um, the dream was to um, have my mom here uh, for it, but unfortunately, she's in Samoa. So um, uh, I had it done in June with uh, a, a cousin of mine. And this cousin, the reason why um, I guess I had, you know, gone to her and asked her if this was something she'd want to do together. When my family and I first moved to uh, New Zealand in the early 80s, we, we moved to Wellington where my dad was um, the minister at uh, Wesley Church uh, in Wellington. And uh, we had family here already at that church. And so I have an auntie and uncle in particular now this auntie, you know, every Samoan family has an auntie who can make any kind of Samoan food, like from yeah. bisua to sakusui, yeah. any baking, 
she's the auntie, but she's also the auntie that was so like she was sawa, she was always <laughs> growling and like, but for some reason she was like the best auntie to us. And so, you know, a lot of our childhood and earliest memories and experiences of living in New Zealand was around her. Um, and that was because if my parents were traveling for, for church meetings, that would be at her house. So we grew up with her kids. And so um, uh, one of her kids, her, her daughters, uh, Jean, um, for me to honor uh, that link and, and what that, um, you know, that time of our lives um, and how important it was for us, um, I decided that this cousin of mine, Jean, um, uh, would be uh, the best person for me to share this journey with. And, you know, we lost our auntie. Uh, in 2000, 2099, I remember being in Wellington and, you know, you just have an auntie or, or a family member who you always believe will be here forever, you know, and, and, we'll, and, and we were just, just you know, that, that really shocked us and, and when, you know, we lost her. So that's the reason for choosing my cousin or going to my cousin to ask if she would share that with me. And, you know, she, of course, she was, there was, she said yes before I even finished my whole school <laughs> to do this. But, you know, I've, I've shared to probably only to a few people that that's the reason why I shared my Malofia journey with my cousin Jean. Um, and that was honoring our, not only her mum, but just the huge role that her mum had in our lives when we first arrived in New Zealand. And I'm pretty sure um, my dad, you know, would have supported that wholeheartedly because. This is family from Savai. Shout out to all the Savai people there. <laughs> Absolutely. But also, you know, my, you know, in my parents, this is the auntie and, and also uncle who just, you know, just supported them, you know, so much. And, you know, especially with us kids being so young. So, yeah, um, it's after you do it, you, you just, you have this different outlook, this yes. different feeling. And you would have experienced that too, sis. Yes. And so I had gone and probably overthinking the whole process. Um, and I was really lucky to um, have um, uh, Lee Favour, uh, who was my tufunga, who I had been following for a number of years. Um, um, and so I imagined me being in, you know, under the owl for maybe two to three days. Mm. And I think we started the first leg two and a half hours later. He says, Yeah, so, so I thought you sit up, we, we finished the first leg. I could not believe it. Um, and so <laughs> I was done in about five hours. Um, so that was really cool. And uh, he was, you know, when you're getting your malu, you hear all these different stories of people's yeah. experiences and Oh man, it was it was everything that I needed it to be, um, and more. It was beautiful. It was it was you know, it, it was it was just perfect. And the most beautiful thing was, um, not only that I shared that journey with my cousin Jean, um, but I had Eric, who's Fijian. Um, he, we were actually seeing this whole thing done for the first time together. Oh never sat and you know and seen anybody go under the ug so and for him coming from a completely different culture i mean we have our similarities but mm. you know, that was an experience um 
that I'm so grateful to have had as, as, as husband and wife, but also as just these two different cultures. Um, I had my, you know, close, um, I had my cousins there as well who were, um, you know, I just, the whole, the way the whole day and the whole thing panned uh, out was just, was perfect. Like I didn't plan it to be that way, but it was, um, and so, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was, I think I'm still on cloud nine. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> That's, yeah, I mean, I, I, I understand what you're saying yeah. like that makes so much sense to me um because you know like you said you've been following Leah Leah Favor for a long time and I just think you know I too was just kind of like overthinking as well yeah yeah and you know it's just everyone like you said everyone has their experience and I remember you know when I'm always watching and I'm always like you know trying to note in my head like take note mental notes of what to do what not to do yeah. but then once you're lying there and even that first tap is just like it's surreal i think it is, that's, it? it's just you know it's so funny because my left leg was four hours but this is my uncle was there bless his heart but he was the whole time and they were talking about the history and honestly sis I thought, wow, this is, you know what? I got this. I got this. This is, this is, yes. this is not bad at all. Um, it was, you know, just listening to these stories. And then we break for lunch. And Leah's like, yeah, it should have been a little less time. But, you know, because we were talking. So when we go back, let's smash it out, you know. <coughs> so, you know, me, I was just like, I got this. We the right leg was man it was almost like you know when you hear the tap but that the second leg it was like once we started it felt like the tap every tap was like exaggerated it was yeah. like oh, much yeah. louder do you know yes. it just i was like okay okay maybe i haven't got that <laughs> i was like it was honestly but it took, so the right leg took three hours and i was like yeah that's probably what the left leg should have been like but they were just enjoying the conversation so my uncle had actually left after lunch he had to go for hours. so they were like let's smash it out because my brother was coming back that evening and they're like maybe we can do a little bit on him but man i i for days afterwards like even now sometimes i I hear that tapping on my right knee, which was, oh, you know, just when goodness. they're about to finish, right? And it's like, yeah. I, it's, it's like so vivid in my mind <laughs> that I can hear the tapping. <laughs> you know what you mean with the second leg, eh? It's like, now you know what it feels like, you know what to expect. So yeah. your leg tenses and you keep getting oh. tougher, actually, actually. Yeah, so, but it's, yeah, I mean, like you said, you know, I, I know that, um, you know some people talk of a spiritual experience and everyone just has you know a different experience and like i wasn't meant to go on that day like i was meant to be on the friday and my brother was meant to finish on the thursday um but that morning he wasn't well and really needed to rest and then he rang leah and leah said oh tell rosa to come yeah yeah yes. rosa can go today so of course um the <laughs> night before you know I had been preparing, but the night before I was like, okay, 
this is what I'm going to do on Thursday. I'm going to get my music ready. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. So I'm like, I've got Thursday to do that. And then I walk to the front and then everyone's kind of emotional. And I'm like, what's going on? And they're like, oh, Leah said to come today. And I was like, oh, okay, give me a minute. I rush to the bedroom and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. You know, I'm like totally trying to like get into the space of, okay, this is what's happening. And I remember um, going to the front and my mom's emotional. My brother, you know, he's he's in a lot of pain and he's like, you know, I'm sorry. And I'm like, oh, don't worry. Don't, no, no time for crying. <laughs> Do not cry. You know, I'm like, please don't cry right now because if I start, I'm not going to start. So me and dad, dad dropped me off. Uh, we went there, did uh, the look as usual. And um, and then Leah said, you know, this is, yeah. this, is, this is the purpose of having a sore is, you know, yeah. if the other person's not feeling strong enough and they need to rest, then the other comes. And once he said that, I thought, okay, I've got to do this. I, I have to do it for my brother, you know? So that, and then, <laughs> so that was kind of like, and he looks at me and he's like, should we go? Are you ready? I was like, yeah. yep, I'm ready. I, I just couldn't think about, I just had to get in there and focus and just get on with it. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Um, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize you had gone yeah, first. Yeah, so I was meant to be on the Friday. So, man, I had this whole list of this is what I'm doing on Thursday. Gonna have a relaxing day. Gonna be there to support Lani because he was meant to finish on Thursday. But I'm so, you know, in the end, I think that's how it was meant to be because yeah. he just yeah. needed it. Like he was so yeah. strong. Like I, yeah. every day I was watching him, I thought I, I have, to, I can't can't be weak you know I have to take courage from that you know I have to take courage from that and then um you know and then they finished him on Friday um and I was just in awe of just you know because I came and he had already started the journey because I was in quarantine um but man yes it's it's just um you know it's mind-blowing it's surreal um and like you said everyone has the experience when you're on that mat you know it's it's you own your experience and i i think you know as many times as you you can tell the story many times but um yeah you just kind of like have to experience it like you said yeah (laughs) yeah you're absolutely like i'm trying to find a really beautiful way to describe it but Mm. i think you're really trying to describe the feeling that you had from it rather than what you know the right. whole process so that that's amazing and and I love that like just same for me um it was my experience it was exactly what I needed it to be and and, and I love that you and Lani did it and it ended up being you first and then him and and, and like that's probably how you needed it to be um well you know so that's beautiful <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, so I wanted to ask, uh, just before I give you a chance um, to perhaps share some uh, words of encouragement and some books, if you have any, um, yes. who has been your biggest inspiration? I know you've got mum. You know, who are some, who are some of the uh, strong women or just people who inspire you daily? Um, <clears throat> uh, I... <sighs> I think uh, most of the women in my family do. Um, 
you know, my watching my mom, um, you know, in her role as uh, Falitua growing up, and and she was a she was a pretty strong woman, both physically and, and mentally, uh, to endure um, uh, years of 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 her role, which she absolutely loved. And she's retired now, so we need to kind of we have to remind her that she's retired. Um, but you know, she she in her mind and in her heart, she's still very much in role. Um, so seeing her, how she's had to um, support my dad, um, but also uh, be a leader within her own right, especially when it came to uh, the women's group um, within our church, but also within our family. So definitely the woman in my family, especially my mum. Right now, um, uh, I guess a lot of my it's seeing a lot of my friends um, who I went to uni with and seeing what they're doing in their own fields um, really inspires me. Um, you know, and we, most of us are around the same age um, and it's, it's, I guess it's, it's fuel for me um, to um, do the things that, that I am trying to do when I see that, you know, the group of people that we all started with here at uni or trying to live on this was it 150 dollars from <laughs> as a student um and and you know uh endure all that all those challenges um to finish our our, our studies and and now you know i've got our our friends our group of friends are all doing amazing things whether it's in health whether it's in um education and sporting fields of a friend who just cannot stay put in New Zealand and keeps traveling and you know we've said to realize there's a pandemic going on right but, <laughs> you know and so I think you know that shows me that you know when you surround yourself with, with a really good group you know good group of people that's going to um that that energy and that that uh, positive positivity I guess um not only helps you all to to finish and graduate, even in life now as adults, and, and we're still doing that. So I think I actually draw on a, um, uh, from the strength of my friends who are, you know, shout out to all of them, uh, the community, as we call ourselves, but even <laughs> after the, the years, um, because they were left and I stayed in Dunedin, so I've got friends that are, you know. um, But one person I want to um, really credit is um, uh, she's she, she wouldn't say she hates being called boss um, but her name is um, Dr. Um, Rosalina Richards and she is um, somebody who I've learned from especially in my role here at Otago but um, just just her she she's a leader who does so with a lot of grace and humility and just, um, you know, just just having, you know, you have somebody who just provides a lot of reassurance, even without saying anything, um, but also her work ethic um, and, and she, what she's been able to achieve in her um, academic career. And she'd probably laugh if I at hearing me say her academic career. Um, but she's, she's just somebody who I'm, you know, just I love learning from, I love being around, 
Um, so I'm lucky that I get to work directly under her um, as a, I guess, in my teaching role um, at the university. Um, and so, you know, also sharing um, a bit of humour around being Samoan. So she's part <laughs> Samoan. She's grown up here in New Zealand. And so, um, uh, yeah, and, and, you know, ask me, goodness, six years ago if I think I'd, if I thought I'd be working with, with her, with Rose, um, that would not have crossed my mind, but I'm truly grateful that um, I now have, you know, I get to work under her and, and learn from her. And so, yeah, I just want to give a shout out to, to Rose. Um, it's probably going to tell me I shouldn't have done that. Um, <laughs> yeah, at, at the moment. Um, but I guess, you know, I'm, I'm still as a, I'm the youngest of my siblings, so, you know, I, I don't think I'll ever stop learning um, from my sisters and from my mom and my cousins and aunties who are probably um, my cousins who are slightly older than me and have a lot more experience than me. I think that that, that doesn't stop, especially when you become a mum. But in terms of, um, you know, trying to make it and trying to, to, to really do something for yourself and succeed as a, as a full-time working mum, living in Dunedin, far from my family, um, from my in-laws. Uh, I think um, Rose is somebody who has really helped guide my, um, my, I guess, my journey here in Dunedin. Um, so, yeah. That's cool, man. Um, so do you have any book recommendations or do you have a book that you've read recently or even a childhood book that you want to share with the audience or so um the reader in our house is my 11 year old oh, uh, that's cool. it's okay with you um i asked her i told her that i was doing this and i said um can you recommend the book okay. so this girl you know when the kids get money from family members and or yeah. you know, first thing she asks us is can we go to the warehouse can we go to work calls or anywhere she can go and buy a book and um, sometimes it frustrates me because she'll buy the book and then two hours later she's like that was really good and then, <laughs> can you make it last because then the next thing I know is I'm going to hear is can you buy this other book that I saw so <laughs> she's the reader so if it's okay with you I asked of her course, to of course. she's our reader she she um, um, she loves reading and I'm really happy that she does that she really enjoys this so there's the series of books. Um, oh, okay. So it's by Raina Talgemeyer. I had to get her to teach me how to pronounce the author's name. So, um, so it's a series. And so this one, she said, you know, mom, share this one. So it's the Smile book. And it's about, I guess, because she's an 11-year-old, she it really she, it resonates with her. And it's about a... Um, young girl who is going through you know what you go through at that age uh puberty um friends and so um she has to get braces on her teeth but it's like a retainer like one of those helmet ones <laughs> and so you know she gets mocked um and so she learns who her true friends are um in this story but at the end um you know as well as being able to smile because she's had this accident and caused her teeth and um, it's it's not only being able to smile because of that physically, but being able to smile from what's coming inside or what's going inside. And it's from finding um, good friends um, 
being able to express her artistic side. So my 11 year old is, is the reader, but she's also the drawer and the writer in our family. So she wanted me to recommend this book. That is awesome. You know what? I love that. You know, my grade six students, they love, I've, I've got a student who was just reading that book like a few weeks ago. So, and, and I like grade six is that age, like 11. Yeah, okay. Oh my yeah. goodness. That's, I was excited <laughs> when you put it, I was like, no way. That is so, you know what? That is the first time someone's done that and that is super cool. Like seriously. Awesome. So, so please tell your daughter, man. I love it. Her recommendation is so cool. And oh yay! Yeah. I will. I will certainly tell her. Kids her age in Japan at my school read that book. So that is oh, that's very cool. cool. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, um, I said to her, okay, so how many times have you read it? And she said, okay, at least about twenty-five. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> that means she's gonna ask me for a new book. So. Oh. Um, and, and, and sometimes I have to catch myself because, you know, when we go somewhere, like if it's to the mall or to a store, as soon as I hear her say, I'll be back, I know exactly where she's going. Or And so sometimes I'm like, stop, stop asking me to buy these books. But I have to catch myself. And, you know, if my dad heard me say that to her, they're like, he would be pretty angry with me. So I'm trying to learn as a mom to really embrace it and to encourage it. And so sometimes we'll be calling her for just to come and do a for L and it's because she's her head is buried in, in I was that kid <laughs> I was Maybe that kid. To be <laughs> oh my goodness encourage her that is so yeah. oh I love that so, so I have photos of her when um, we're in shops like clothing stores and like she's sitting on she's found stairs and she's just reading and like so um yeah she, she's the reader she loves reading and um and i love that she's starting to like it's not just a story she's mm. seeing these books for what they are and she really resonates and you know as a mom there are certain things that you geez you're like how do you start these conversations <laughs> and i'm finding that these books you know are yes. doing it for me <laughs> so, yes you need to start finding the book that you know want to talk about a particular topic and just you know slide it in there under yeah. her pillow. <laughs> oh, yeah. that is so, so special. You know, I love that. So, you know, getting um like gift vouchers where you know if it's for a bookstore, like to her, that's like that's gold for her. So yeah, I had to ask her because I thought, oh my gosh, I'm gonna I only, have, I only read boring things and so um <laughs> she was you know when i said to her i'm darling i'm doing an interview um i'm gonna have a chat to somebody tonight and they've asked me to recommend a book uh girl comes out with like this pile of books she's like <laughs> doing it to me she's like okay so in this one i would say that you know i just, I just need one <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. Give her my love and honestly, encourage her. Buy her yeah. a whole library, Eric, if you're listening. <laughs> buy her a whole library. Just kidding. <laughs> um, okay, I, you know, I'm looking at the time and I'm like, I'm so late, muffs, because it's after midnight in New Zealand and I'm um, still yap yapping. Oh, good. I, when something feels so natural and so beautiful as this, you, 
time doesn't matter. So it's all good, sis. <laughs> um, you know, uh, I was just thinking, I mean, this is the time of the show when um, I asked the guests, you know, what are some words of encouragement um, or a quote, something that you think would help someone out there who's listening? You know, it doesn't matter if it, it, it just connect, it resonates with one person. I mean, I think our job is done. So words of encouragement. Um, you inspire me. So I'm thinking, surely, you know, you've got something to share that can inspire the rest. Oh, man, I see stuff <laughs> yeah. So what is yeah, what are just some words of wisdom yeah. that you have? Um, goodness, I, I so it's mental health awareness week. Mm. And so I think what I really want to share is is something that I'm uh also experienced myself, and that is um you know, often we feel uh pressure or you know this um there's this expectation for us to be able to do this, this, and this within a certain time frame. And, you know, for me, I overthink things. And I think a lot of the time, um, our, our best, even though we don't think it's, it's, it's you know, our full potential, our best is, is more than what the other person could ever imagine. So I, you know, I think it's really important now um, a time to really remember that um, what you give out um, should balance what you take in as well. So um, for me, I'm guilty of always feeling like I, every single aspect of my life, the business, the kids, the work has to be um, done like it's not only just 100, like beyond 100. And sometimes that comes at the cost of my own self in terms of my my just the way i think in my the way i see the world sometimes I've, i'm learning now that if if i have four things that are really important in my life it doesn't always have to be 25 25 25 25 there might be sometimes in, in in the month or in the week that might have to be um 60 30 10 and zero and that's okay as long as you're feeling okay inside and your mind is okay um yeah, I think that's something I'm learning and I'm on a learning journey and um, to understand what that looks like in terms of, of balance. Um, so I think really important, if I can I'll just share anything, is, is um, uh, we're hearing this, this, this theme of be kind, um, mm -hmm. but I think how I've interpreted that is actually be kind to yourself first and, and being kind, whatever that looks like, um, that's how you define it or you interpret it. Um, it's not what others would uh, portray as being kind, whatever their definition of being kind is, that's for them. But whatever you think is being kind to yourself, then go with that. Um, I think we fall too hard into this trap of, uh, gosh, I need, why can't, why doesn't my house look that clean or, or why haven't I got that for my kid or why why can't I get this? It's, it's actually whatever whatever season you're in, then you've got to adapt and accommodate to that season. Can be having things in the next season and uh, <laughs> season that you're in, if that makes sense. Right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that was inspiration at all. But that I, was I think... inspirational. <laughs> I needed that. 
<laughs> I think that's coming from a, um, um, a learned experience. Um, yeah, so, and I think there's, there's space for all of us to win. It might not be all at the same time, um, might be at different times, but mm, whenever yeah. that time is, it will happen for you. So, yeah, I've, I've just, you know what, thank you, sis, um, for having me on here. It's, it's actually refreshing to be able to um, to talk and to tell Anoa, especially coming out of lockdown, you know, mm. <laughs> I've had my uh, guess adult interaction has been uh, very limited. It's been a lot of yelling and, and, and shouting at the kids. Um, so, so this is really nice. This is really refreshing. And I guess um, uh, after emails and, and messages, it's so nice to finally to be able to speak to you um, in person, online though. Um, yeah. and, and hoping and praying that um, whenever the time is that we'll be able to do impressions. So you're going to come back to Yeah, and you know, because I was in Dunedin for like just a weekend, you know, I just came, I couldn't, I came to Dunedin to, um, because I didn't want to say goodbye to my brother. I know that sounds so like, hey, yeah. I was just not ready to say goodbye <laughs> to him. Because I yeah. was still gonna, I, I, I was just like, no, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> and I came yeah. to Dunedin, and nice. I, I had planned initially. You know, I was gonna catch up with you. I was gonna catch up with Troy, yeah. and his, you know, sick ass podcast, and and yeah. catch up with yeah. the bro, and yeah. um, didn't even get to do that because then I was just kind of like trying to spend as much time with my brother. I was so clingy. I was yeah. like, I'm not yeah. ready to say goodbye. So I hope next time, sis, we can absolutely, you know, yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, you know your words of encouragement. I mean, I'm, I'm seriously encouraged from it. It's something that I need to hear like constantly, right? Like, just what you've shared, like, was like, yeah, it's <laughs> speaking to me, and I'm sure will inspire and resonate with those who are listening uh, and joining us, you know, through YouTube. Um, but just before we go, yeah, I, I appreciate you so much, sis. You know, I do realize with the time difference now because no one told me it was daylight savings. Hey, thanks, fam. Um, missed the look one Sunday, but you know, I, I thank you so much for staying up late for this. And you know, I know you're working, you've got your family and your kids there, but it just means a lot. And you do inspire me. I love seeing, I mean, yes, your family updates as well, you know, and then your business. I love seeing that, you know, and I just think we need to, you know. Um, normalize uplifting each other and encouraging one another and like you said you know we can all be winners um you know and and when it happens it happens you know so i'm really encouraged by just what awesome. you've shared tonight and just your journey sis thank you for coming into the space and you know telanoa it's been um real moving and i'm definitely taking a lot of gems away from us oh, tonight. <laughs> so, you know, bless you, sis. Bless your family. Um